You're listening to the Who's Driving Your Car podcast, episode 172. Hello and welcome to the Who's Driving Your Car podcast, where we discuss not only who or what might be driving your life, but also the great views and experiences along the way. Do you drive in the fast lane like my wife, or do you feel like you're stuck in first gear? You only get one life to live, and it can be either a total wreck or a beautiful cruise into the sunset. We are three friends that have collectively experienced almost anything that could possibly happen in this crazy world, and we'll be discussing our personal reflections and experiences so hopefully you can avoid running out of gas and truly enjoy the wind blowing in your hair. So hop on in with us for a little road trip called life, and let's discuss who's driving your car. Aye! What's Crack Pack Like in Podcast World? Welcome back to Who's Driving Your Car, episode 172. Cientos Atenta y Dos. <laughs> we are coming to you with a topic on when is enough enough, inspired by one of our listeners, Johnny. Yeah, that's right. We got another uh, recommendation from uh, my cousin Ashley. So she's a big time listener, always has um, notes that she text me or talk to me about saying, hey, y'all talked about this. This is what I think about that. So anyway, I, I ran into her a while back and uh, said, hey, you know, we're always looking for topic suggestions. We love getting getting some from our fans. Let me know if you have any. And sure enough, within a day or two, she sent me a list of three. So this is the first one on the list. We're going to talk about uh, when is enough enough today. So what do y'all think about that topic, guys? Yeah, I'm pretty excited. It's a cool topic. In fact, when I was writing it down, I was right. When is enough? Enough. Like, how do you write that? Do you put a comma between them? Do you pause? Is there a slash? I put a slash. I did too. (laughs) When is enough? Enough. But I, you know, (laughs) just wrote it there. No symbol. No symbol, no punctuation, nothing. So uh, I'm curious to see where this takes us. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I think it's a good topic. A lot of ways we can go with it. And we uh, do appreciate when... Uh, we get some uh, topic suggestions from the listeners, so uh, we're looking forward to it today. Before we hop into the Would You Rather, though, I think we should do a short update on making it through Lent. We just cruised through Easter. You know, I really want to throw it to Craig first, John. You went through a lot this Lent, back on the whole 30. <laughs> you know, a lot of sacrifices were made. CC, you want to give the listeners a little update on how it went? Yeah, well, me and Steve were just talking about it when you stepped out for a moment. Um, so over Easter break, uh, family was in town. We indulged in all of the good things. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there was no limits on the food we ate or the drinks we had and the sweet stuff. So I tell them yesterday I wake up and I'm like, hmm, I wonder if the, my allergies acting up. By tomorrow evening, I kind of felt like I had a sinus thing starting to come back. And I thought, what in the world? Body's so inflamed right now. (laughs) That's what I was saying. I was like, Cece, you've been eating so clean. Everything's so good. You started putting some of those things with higher inflammatory contents, food, drink. And here you go. Here I go. (laughs) Oh, so I've been pounding the water. I feel fine. It's just I feel like I don't want it to go there. So anyway, but it was great. had a great Easter and was able to um, indulge in those things that I've given up and Still, but yeah, I had such a good time at Lent, so I think it kind of changed my habit pattern. I'll probably more or less eat as clean as I can, but at the same time, I'm not going to not say I can't have yeah, certain right, things. Right. But yeah, how about you guys? It was pretty good for me. You know, I did the Coke's candy, all that, and Easter came, and I was like, man, really? Might have had two pieces of candy. It's pretty impressive. Uh, but the other thing that I thought was kind of cool, 
gave up the social media stuff. So Facebook, Instagram, that's about all I do on that. And don't do it a ton as it was, but like every day, see what's going on, make sure the restaurant, podcast, see what people are doing. Love to document my travels. I know. How stories. are people going to find out about Hobo Hobbit traveling? Yeah, you know, that was my <laughs> thing. I had this like really ironing well and when i did this it wasn't like a hard thing because it took me a long time just to get on social media as it was but i get off and i'm like man i kind of felt disconnected like somebody asked me something in the news it's about the only way i know if something was happening i will admit one time during lent it was like i don't know if y'all noticed it was nine or ten at night and that siren that goes off normally at noon every day it's mm-hmm. like mm. oh yeah it goes off at like 10 o'clock one night i was like man what's happening well that could be a danger it could be and i was yeah. right you would probably find out via this guess somebody's <laughs> gonna have to tell somebody's me somebody's gonna say something about it but you know it came and uh Completely just deactivated my accounts. So after Lent, I'm like, nah, I'm just going to stay off of it. So <laughs> really, I kind of like the feeling of being disconnected, man. I think, uh, you know, along with continuing to get rid of stuff at my house, because, you know, Alexander and I are bringing our stuff in together here in a couple months. And man, I got rid of like 50, 60 items of clothing uh, over, brought it to Lady J the other day to donate. Just so you know, you do have to wear shirts in mass. This okay. is true, man. <laughs> Still have a ton. It's kind of amazing. I also watched the minimalism documentary on uh, yeah. Netflix for a second time. Um, <laughs> I think that was coupled with, <laughs> we're going on a tangent, coupled with also watched, I fell asleep, I'd already seen it, but Alexander was watching the, I think it's like The Social Dilemma. Have you seen the one oh, yeah. on Netflix? And that like really put us over the edge on stay off of the, you know, all the social platforms and stuff. So needless to say, this is kind of a habit that I think I'm going to keep pushing forward with. Besides, you know, the only one still active for me is Who's Javany Car Podcast. <laughs> but I, Jeanette, keep that one going, buddy. Keep, keep that, that one, going. one going. No, I had a pretty good Lent also. Um, you know, I did some things, you know, for my diet and cut down on some of the things that I was uh, overindulging in, coffee, that kind of thing. So I did pretty well with that. Um, and I felt like it was a, a great journey. So I'm going to save one of the biggest components for, um, you know, at the end, the gas and brakes. Uh, that, That's right. Okay. So I'll talk a little bit more about that in the end. But overall, I thought it was a, a great Lent, um, a nice culmination at the end. So Awesome. Did great. House, home, kids, all that. So. Ah, it's so awesome. On that note, John, let's throw it over to Would You Rather. What you got? Okay. So this is kind of inspired uh, of uh, one of our next topics that's going to be coming up here pretty shortly. Would you rather only be able to read books or only be able to watch movies? Dun, dun, dun. No more Star Wars. Uh, okay, let me think about this. Never seen Star no. Wars. No. <laughs> Being that Weirdo. I'm such a, a, a huge movie connoisseur, actually, people will joke because I. You gotta get I vote over here. I do love movies, um, and I love watching TV, but I feel like the versatility of information I could get from books would be so broad, not just entertainment, but. Also educational and life-changing things, and I guess you kind of create your own little world. And I wouldn't be limited to the uh, to the where the TV's located. I could read on a mountaintop or on a beach. I'm gonna go with books, just because my life tends to revolve in that sort of that way. Although, you know, I do love good movies, and I like watching. You can't, you know, recreate a lot of that stuff without creating it. But in your head, you'll create it. So I'm gonna go books. Just short answer first thing that came to mind it's pretty easy for me i'm right in the craig boat don't watch a lot of movies even though i tried to tell john about one yesterday or the day before what was it that tiffany's one? Oh yeah um mm-hmm. 
But books is, you know, I've kind of gotten on the book train the last few years. Yes. And I really enjoy reading books. I'm with Craig. Like, I feel like you can go a lot of ways with books and your own imagination can pull through or you can get something just, you know, informative, which I like those kind of books too. Uh, shout out to good old Hal, Miracle Morning. <laughs> Craig, still on your list, buddy. Still on your list. Um, so I'm going to go books. I, I enjoy the books. Uh, I also feel like you can, it's easier to like read a few chapters, come back to the book, the movie. You got to kind of watch it or maybe even watch it within short proximity of time. That kind of ties me down. So I'm going books. Yeah. Uh, for me, I mean, I love movies. And uh, before I was married, I had a lot more free time. I used to see just about everything that came out. And I still enjoy watching movies. And that's something that my wife and I do together. So that is something that um, is fun to do or with the kids even, you know, watch some of the kids' movies every now and then. But for me, I've always enjoyed, um, as an adult anyway, uh, reading books, wide variety of books, as long as the entertainment uh, or the writing is entertaining. Mm-hmm. So um, it doesn't really matter. I read a, a wide swath of things. So for me, I really enjoy it. It's something that relaxes me. Um, it is difficult because it's usually something that you can only do by yourself unless you read aloud, which you don't That's really like doing. Too, but yeah. it, it is something that, you know, you will take away from anyone else that's going on uh, or anything else that's happening around you. But overall, man, I just like the books. Going book. I thought you nice. had gone movie, to be honest. No, no way. <laughs> All right. Well, to me, the books are just so much more entertaining. There's so much, your imagination is so much better than anything that so far they've been able to create and put on the big screen, even though they have amazing things. Mm, yeah. To me, it's just so much more vivid mm-hmm. whenever I read it and imagine it as I'm, I'm doing so. Good news in that. Would you rather you still could watch sports, apparently? So. <laughs> <laughs> There's that. Yeah, I'm just going to have to go to everything live, I think. Uh, yes. That's it. <laughs> All right, guys, let's move over to the topic. When is enough enough? Um, Johnny, you want to tee us off with that, man? <clears throat> Man, I think um, there's a lot of different avenues for this. So one of the first things that popped to my head whenever we talked about doing this is, you know, Hot Dog and I or co-owners of the hot dog shop here in town, Botskis. And one of the things that has been very, he's been a very big stickler about is not over-serving uh, patients, uh, or not patients. Patrons. Um, patrons in there. So anytime that they do have um, events or go on, uh, the guys are very strict or not over serving people and they'll even call them from time to time. Are you talking on alcohol? On alcohol, oh, yes. Yeah. I thought you were talking food. I no, no, like, not we, food. We do we do weigh that out too. But yes, this is actually a serious point. That's true. Which is uh I think a unique thing for uh people who are in the food and beverage uh situation where it's not always monitored that closely. Um I think the way that our setup is it's easier to monitor just because you have to go to the register and, and order things. So He's uh, not called legal for no reason either. <laughs> That's true. He's the head of legal department. <laughs> of legal. So that was one of the first things that popped in my <laughs> head. Uh, go ahead, Nick. Why don't you talk about that a little bit? The yeah, Botskis. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, please explain is. this because I'm thinking, you know, I know. at the brewery, owner of brewery. <laughs> no, <laughs> it's like come and get it. <laughs> so you got an Uber, right? Yes. Yeah, you know, I I, I think there's just something to be said. I, I will. I do remember this uh, again, and I've had like cases in which people have gone to restaurants, left the restaurant, and then gotten in an accident, and then. You know, one of the first things you're going to figure out is, man, did that person serving have a bar card where they like pass the limit to continue like serving them? Uh, yes, there's some responsibility, obviously, on the person getting themselves home. But 
I don't want any liability coming back on the restaurant. I also don't want to put people in precarious situations. But uh, shortly after owning the restaurant, I had some cameras out there. And, you know, I used to be like on this like white on rice till we got Bobby and Marty in there. And, you know, I look on the cameras one day and I see this guy sitting outside by himself. And I, I bet you over a three hour span just keeps passing, passing. So I call the restaurant. I'm like, hey, what's going on? They're like, oh, man, this guy's just hanging out drinking. He was on like beer seven. And I was like, man, we're going to need to have to stop that. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, we don't want to do that. But uh, so, yes, that has been a kind of a thing for me for a multitude of reasons. Uh, the direct opposite avenue that Craig is in over there. Um, <laughs> it's okay. We don't need the money. We'll be all right. Don't, don't overserve That's them. funny. No, I've tried to get pictures over there. They won't give me a picture. They like well, to serve it in the pint. They well, sh- there could be a, it's not the reason, but I'd like to say there's a reason we don't have it on tap anymore. Um, but that is not it. So I do think that's a good point though, John over. I didn't think about overindulging in life, um, you know, or maybe being gluttonous with like eating, mm-hmm. drinking, or, you know, certain habits we have in life, oversleeping, um, watching too much TV. I think that's a really good place to head with this because I think I'm, I'm sure at some point or another, we're all a little guilty of that, a habit that's not the best, um, so I think that's a good point to go. And maybe what are some tips or things that come to y'all's mind whenever you might put yourselves or get in that situation? Um, yeah. So yeah, I think it, like you said, I think when you say enough is enough, it means there's like a enough of what, like something, usually something bad, mm-hmm. like there's a vice or something like there's a tipping point. Like, am I overdoing alcohol or overdoing food or am I in a relationship that's just at a breaking point? So like, it seems like that means like there's a point where something bad happens in your life. Maybe it is a, you know, a physical, you get a diagnosis you don't want, or there's some sort of alcohol related event, whether it's a DUI or an accident, or, you know, maybe you're in this relationship and it just causes so much pain. And there's a point where you say, that's it. I'm backed into a corner. Like something makes you stop in your tracks and then take action. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I think that pain it's like this, like the pain has to reach a threshold where it actually causes you to change. Like I've heard of people like who had these addictions and things and something happened and it affected their marriage. And it was like, it's either you fix this or this thing goes away, you mm-hmm. know? And so I think that's, um, you know, and like in our own life I and mean, even if not major vices, but just little, you know, maybe a little habit or something that you keep beating yourself up about. Like, I want to, I want to start running or I want to start doing something like, you know, what are some of those, you mentioned like, what are some examples, but do y'all have any, like, I was just thinking about that, maybe not as serious, but just simple things in life. Like enough is enough. I haven't read this book that I've been trying to read, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. I think that's a good point too. Um, when it's things that like you want to do, uh, one thing that does come to my mind too, is like taking on too much. That's a, a problem for me is, um, trying to fit too many things into a day or saying yes to too many people mm-hmm. and eventually getting to a place where I'm like, man, enough is enough. We got to like take a time out, got to stop um, and wheel back. And I think that generally comes to me or something, a tip, et cetera, would be, you know, a lot of times in the mornings or the evenings, I'll look forward at the day or look back at what I could have done better, maybe how I'm feeling, et cetera. So I think doing some self check-ins in those type instances to see, but also too, with maybe a bad habit, that's a good point or something that you want to do holding yourself. I think there's something to be said in this little realm of having some accountability for things. Yeah. And I think just looking in uh, general health and well being, I think lifestyle in, in our part of the world is a big, a big thing where we have very rich foods, um, a lot of decadent toppings, um, things going on like that. And a lot of people don't 
exercise appropriately. So for me, I'm certainly guilty of that. I love to eat the rich foods. I love the sweets, which is one of the things that I gave up uh, during Lent. Um, so for me, I have a, a problem saying no once I've started with the sweets. So for me, having that break and saying, okay, this is enough. I'm going to take at least 40 days and, and abstain from that. But also looking at even if you do overindulge, you know, there are ways that you can limit or reduce some of those uh, adverse effects by doing exercise. So, you know, our area is, a, is another area where, you know, obesity is a, a big problem and that could be helped significantly with, you know, moderate, mild to moderate exercise a few times a week. So that's something that at least in my personal life, I've tried to to implement um, and do more consistently. And I'm, so far, I've been doing pretty well with it here since we were closer to the gym and I'm able to run down and do things like that. They're altering their hours now because of the construction. So who knows? I might fall <laughs> off the wagon, but Peloton it, bike, baby. <laughs> it is something that, um, you know, you can, you know, put a stop or, or reduce some of the problems of chronic illnesses, such as diabetes and other things like that by, you know, saying enough is enough and, and then doing some all the moderate exercise. How about you, CC? No, I agree. You talked about exercise and I think about movement and motion. It makes me think about taking action. And I think a lot of people, when they have whatever it is they've had enough of, there's some fear internally or subconsciously that maybe keeps them from doing the thing or making the change. And, you know, a lot of what we've talked about in the past about taking those baby steps, like just moving forward with your thing, even if it's not perfect, like imperfect actions better than none. So I think about like whether your vice is, uh, you know, procrastination or whether it was health or the thing you've been wanting to do or needing to do and you know it's right but you've had enough and so just maybe just moving in that direction even without any answers i think gets your mind and your body in the, in the right path to hopefully you know make the change whatever it is so i think about movement and just taking little baby steps you know it's like i, th- I think i look at this in my life too like sometimes throwing good time after bad like and I, I quantify it in the work world is like time value of money, but there's also like just time value of, I guess, time. So like if you're wanting to do something and again, stretch thin, looking at the return on whatever it is that you're going to do, you know, the self-satisfaction it may bring you may bring another person or like, man, I'm going to go spend all this time doing whatever this is. And it just may be too much over, you know, overdo the plate you know, tip the scales a little bit. So that's also something I try to do in my life is look at the return on the time, whatever it is that I'm doing. Yeah. And you know, Michael Jackson said, don't stop till you get enough. (laughs) (laughs) It's true. You think about that in there, you know, we're selling our time today to hopefully have time in the future, Mm -hmm. you know? And so, you know, we work today to have whatever we're going to have. So we don't have to do that one day. So we have the time but with inflation and our government stealing our debasing our dollars, they're stealing our time, right? They're taking it away. So you put all this work in at the end of this period of time, you don't have the value of that time anymore. Good point, Susie. That's why we get involved in Bitcoin. Bitcoin. <laughs> Future I episode. Saw that one coming. <laughs> that was for our my, my podcast host. If you have a little jab at these guys, we'll explain that one day. Hey, I'm rowing in the boat with you now, Kurt. But hey, you know. <laughs> Way well, back there, but I'm in the boat. <laughs> anyway, that was just a little jab at my buddies here. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, I think it's been a good topic, and, and uh, I really do like the fact of the overindulgence part. Didn't think about that when enough is enough. I think that's something good that applies in my life, and I'm sure a lot of uh, those listening and all of us in the room here. Before we do um, shut it down for the day, we're going to move over to 
what made you hit the gas, what made you pump the brakes. And as John alluded to earlier, he's got a little something to share here. Yeah, guys, I don't know if it's a gas or a brake situation, but uh, as y'all both know that I was involved in the uh, play for the live stations of the cross on Palm Sunday. Uh, so we had a four week prep for it and it was a, it was an intense deal. So it focused on, you know, the the ending portion of Jesus's life goes through the court, you know, in front of Pontius Pilate through the um, the walk all the way to Calvary, including the falls and other things like that. So. It was a very intense uh, emotional experience for me individually just to try to put myself in that mindset. And also, um, you know, one of the young ladies that was uh, in the play with me was uh, Kim Connor. Um, She played Mary, the mother Mary, and she recently lost her son. And it just, seeing her raw emotion in that, it was a very powerful uh, addition to the play, but it just reminded me of... You know, one of the guests that we had a while back, Kelly Boudreaux, uh, who wrote the book about she had lost multiple children and now has the um, Redbird Ministries. It just reminded me of people in that situation. You know, a mother losing their child is just the way that um, they're being invited into a more deep, intimate union, you know, where God loved us so much that he gave us his only son. And the, his mother was there enduring all of that suffering and death and witnessing all of that. And, you know, for some people, um, you know, we're called to do that also. And it was just an amazing experience to see her go through that uh, and just reminded me of that interview also. Yeah, I was there. And John. Yes. John did so well. <laughs> uh, Let me take this compliment. Oh, yeah. man, I don't get him a bunch of hot dog. <laughs> <laughs> You know, you should be proud I was there to support you. I was. Um, got a little pregame picture in there, and I, I, you know, I'd like to just give myself my own pat on the shoulder. Monsignor asked me to be John's uh, coach, you know. He needed some acting help. Uh, I had heard he was having a lot of misgivings in the uh, practices. Oh, my gosh. Um, so I'm glad I was able to pull through, and, you know, my protege did well. Um, you know, on the paper, a lot, lot of press. He, he was yet to give me any uh, publicity for it, but we all know how John got where he got. Well, if I get an interview on it, I'll, I'll give you a shot. <laughs> yeah, I was out of town and missed it, but, um, man, the pictures were powerful. Yeah. And if any of our listeners get a chance to see a picture or two, y'all, y'all should. It's pretty awesome. Yeah, it's on the Diocese of Lake Charles website through there. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I know. I've got emails and, and texts from people from all over the place. I'm like, how much y'all hear about all this? So um, it, it definitely made a, a greater impact. So Yeah, no doubt. We're proud of you, buddy. And, um we do appreciate everybody tuning in with us. Like we said, we appreciate the podcast topic. If anybody has any uh, other topics, we'd be more than happy to hear from you on it. If you do get a chance to rate, review, or subscribe to the podcast, that would be good as well. And until next time, we'll catch you later. Aye. Hey, y'all. If you've been enjoying picking up what we've been laying down, subscribe and never miss an episode. Find us on social media and let us know who's driving your car this week. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram at Who's Driving Your Car Podcast. Perfect timing, sun is shining, nothing more I need. Yeah. If you feel like this your best life, won't you sing with me?